The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Goods, a Bargain or a Costly Mistake. The, produ- the, production of, uh, the production and the sale of counterfeit goods is a global, and you've heard me say this many times, a global, multi-billion dollar problem and one that has serious economic and health ramifications for governments, businesses, and consumers. Counterfeiting is everywhere. It can affect what we eat, what we watch, what medicines we take, and what we wear. And all too often, the link between fake goods and transnational organized crime is overlooked in search for knockoffs at bargain basement prices. My guest today, James R. Johnson, and I will be discussing the work that the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime is doing to bring this epidemic to the public's attention. Um, you've heard in past uh, shows, uh, I've had, uh, actually I've had the UN ODC representative from the UN ODC on the radio show, and uh, we're looking forward to having uh, them back on the show here in the near future to talk more about what they're doing and, and how the uh, the war against counterfeits in this case is uh, actually going. I'd like to take a minute or just a minute to uh, address and uh, our sponsors uh, say hi to them and to do a bit of a shout out. Today's show is brought to you by our platinum sponsors Business and Quality Process Management LLC. Experts in helping companies implement their business and quality management systems in compliance with the ISO 9013485, all of the basic international quality management standards, as well as the SAE 6081-5553 standards for anti-counterfeiting and the international specification QC080000 for hazardous substance process management. You can find them at www.bqpm.com. Our second uh, platinum sponsor is Secure Components, LLC, specializing, they're an independent distributor that specializes in uh, finding and uh, sourcing obsolete and hard-to-find components for their customers. They're the first uh, company in the world to obtain the 6081 certification 
related to the counterfeit detection and mitigation system under the IECQ CAP certification program. You can find them at www.securecomponents.com. Our bronze sponsors are C-Trends. They are supply chain specialists. They also are doing a fantastic job at helping customers, helping their customers uh, in the detection and mitigation of counterfeits as well as other aspects of supply chain management. Combination of independent distributor and authorized distribution of components, various types. You can find them at www.ctrends.com. Concord Components, Inc., another of the independent distributors, uh, another one of the better known and better, higher quality distributors, www.concordcomponents.com. They also uh, do specialize in obsolete and hard-to-find component uh, work and and helping their customers with that. Our third and uh, final sponsor to mention today is Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference out of Australia, um, down under, if you will. Not, Not one of the Australias somewhere else, but the actual Australia down under. Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference is a uh, bronze sponsor that actually promotes and works with industry, particularly in the military industry, but also as well the commercial industry. Aging aircraft is a big part of what they look at and work to, uh, to help the industry with holding conferences each year in about the July time frame. You can find them at www.agingaircraft.com.au. Uh, and that's aging, spelled A-G-E-I-N-G, aircraft.com. They do spell it a little bit differently. They use that, uh, the as they say, the Queen's English down under. Okay, so getting into our show today, I don't want to leave uh, Mr. Johnson out there too much longer. I do have James Johnson with us today. Uh, James, are you there? I am here, Stan. Good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon, Jim. Um, I'm I'm sure happy to have you with us today, Jim. Well, Stan, it's been a pleasure, as you know, and, and, and perhaps... People who have heard a previous show, you and I have worked together for the last 20 years in quality and manufacturing and globalization and supply chains and that. So it's always a pleasure to talk with you, especially about your mission here with counterfeits and fake products. I do appreciate that. A little bit about you, Jim. Uh, let me share with the folks that uh, Jim is co-inventor of Vortis Technology with 40 years in the electromagnetic high-tech products. Um, At 18, he adjusted a flux value magnetic sensor on top of a nuclear-armed B-52 in the U.S. Air Force. He was introduced to uh, health risk in 1972 using his first uh, attache mobile mobile phone. That's dating you, Jim. (laughs) uh, I'm proud of it. Okay, in ninety. Yeah, and you know that uh, trip, tripping over that flux valve uh, magnetic sensor is a real uh, funny story. So I'll have to share that with you sometime. Okay, 
Uh, in 98, he helped close the uh, Nokia first embedded antenna. And Jim has done a lot of work on helping to mitigate the radiation of signals uh, in cell phones and mobile phone systems. And um, one of the exciting things that he's been doing for the last few years now. So, uh, Jim, uh, I know that you've also been in the, uh, let's see, what was it, uh, U.S. Air Force uh, yes. active? Okay, and spent some time in Scotland uh, doing some work as well. That was part of Vortis. Yeah, you know, you, uh, when you work in Silicon Valley, especially as long as I have, you end up uh, uh, sort of finding the latest technology and enjoying yourself as it moves from a startup upward. We helped Cisco when it was acquiring all the companies when they were setting up the Internet and uh, so many other companies in the Valley we've had a lot of fun with. And as you know, you've been one of the leaders in the promulgation of standards uh, in, in the Valley. So, yeah. It's a, it's a wide career. I enjoy technology, uh, especially in the RF world, but also in the electro um, circuits and, and mechanics and robotics and that type of thing. Oh, very good. Jim, I know that you've got a tremendous background in process management, uh, mitigation of uh, um, things failing generally speaking, looking for the quality, looking for ways to ensure quality is built into processes rather than uh, trying to construct it after the fact. And I know you've also been following along with me some of the activities going on with the United Nations and particularly on this issue of counterfeit. The, uh, as we've talked before on this show and uh, at other places, Counterfeiting is, is truly an ep epidemic worldwide. There is no limit to the places. I mean, it's cosmetics, it's clothing, it's food, it's medicines. Uh, even Well, cigarettes have been counterfeited for a long time. Toys, games, jewelry, CDs, DVDs, and the list goes on. And more recently, we have talked about what's gone on in the U.S. military and has essentially affected militaries around the world, and particularly where military often has older products that they're using for long periods of time. And obviously, the older it gets, the harder it is to find parts for it, and that has become quite a challenge. In our discussions, Jim, you have talked once, or we have talked several times, but we have talked, or you have talked on the issues and perhaps you could share with the audience some of your thoughts on how how might the world, starting with consumers all the way to the manufacturing industry and for the U.S. Homeland Security, how might the uh, the folks get a handle on the effects of this and how one might use a process to to actually start addressing the problem and mitigating it? Wow, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> and we don't now. I, I do have to preface here, Jim. We don't. We do only have an hour, which is taken up already by a little bit. But <laughs> well, you know, I, speaking, I've had, I've had the pleasure back in those days when we worked with briefcase telephones to work with executives and leaders in our Bay Area, and uh, one of them, one of them was the uh, turned out to be the California PUC commissioner, and. Um, 
uh, back to Batanovich, Robert Batanovich, and he always said something very simple. Look, if it doesn't uh, spread out on cocktail napkins, then forget about it. So I'll try to give you the cocktail napkin view of how we should be solving the counterfeit issue. Um, first of all, it is a supply issue and it is a demand issue. And uh, it has to be addressed in both areas. The question you ask is a process question. What is the process and how do they infiltrate into uh, a supply chain where you probably can interview every clerk at the store, every waiter, uh, every person involved in this supply chain from a consumer perspective and ask them <laughs> point blank, is this a fake or is it a benefit? And they would probably all feel pretty strongly, safely, and securely saying it's okay. So what happens before that and in the supply chain and how these things enter in is something that has been well analyzed by the Department of Defense uh, as a, um, almost an emergency issue for one of the biggest quality problems. But now, as the UN ODC, the uh, Office of Drugs and Crime, are looking at it, they're suddenly realizing that it's, you know, those things that you mentioned, but in addition to that, it's actually getting into uh, foodstuffs. And um, they're pointing out that uh, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, where uh, I guess Thomas uh, Frolic, uh spoke of the nine most counterfeited items. So, as a as a process question, the first thing is what is the problem? And the problem is uh, fake branding and hazardous and unsafe products that basically are not what you're buying. A pig in a poke, if you will, or uh, uh, essentially a defect. And it can come from almost any direction. So perhaps what you're doing right now is the first step in the, in the solution, and that is to pull together the UNODC along with the uh, ISO standard bodies and all the rest of them in uh, ensuring that the supply chain is well under control. And, of course, you know, that's a, global, uh, a globalization economic issue and, and goes in all different directions. So um, be aware in all those areas, including, uh, you know, in the DOD, we watched how the standards moved from the customer, which is Department of Defense, down to the supply chain. And I think that if customers who are listening today share this with everybody, and it becomes a dialogue in the shopping process that the awareness from a customer perspective will probably drive uh, uh, sort of like a truth in labeling uh, or green products or, or natural ingredients is where the regulations actually forced the supplier to meet uh, standards and regulations. Uh, I, I hope that was not longer than three minutes. Well. I, I do believe you stayed right there within that three-minute bracket. Um, it's interesting when you talk about process. We hear a lot of discussion about process. We also hear a lot of discussion about supply chain. And I know you have dealt with both of those, uh, process and supply chain. You know that my focus has really been on bringing into control the supply chain. I'm a firm believer, and it's proven by the, as you pointed out, the nine most counterfeited products. If you look at 
just about anywhere and everywhere you go where they talk about counterfeiting, while the counterfeiting is happening today, what what hasn't happened is really looking at supply chain controls. They're looking at the, in my opinion anyway, they're looking at the results and trying to throw, uh, <laughs> I, let, let me really go out on a limb here. They're trying to throw IUDs at it, uh, seeing if they can't stop it by blowing it up in some places. And I say blowing it up, I'm really talking about, you know, they put somebody in jail at the end of the train or at the end of the line where the product actually gets sold to somebody and they can capture it. But actually going back up the supply chain or better yet, educating those in the world today, those that are affected by counterfeits. Um, yeah. Where would we go with trying to really, or do you know of anybody other than what we're doing in the coalition do you know of anybody that's truly addressed the supply chain with this? Well, I do know that uh, you know these things get solved from the top down and from the bottom up, and I do know that Gucci and all of the brands have almost a global interpol, almost a commercial interpol, where once it's detected, they have a, a selection of, of parties who will actually surround the physical area and, and search and, and try to, you know, sort of nip it at the bud. I, you know, to me, that's that's a great quality process, and and uh, but you know, you want to try to you want to try to get into the preventive process. I don't, I don't know if I've addressed your question on that, but. Clearly, from, from that perspective, you know, you have the pharmaceuticals, which is probably something we shouldn't get into because they have, that's a real life and death scenario and, and, and handled pretty effectively, I guess, by the, the, um, the FBI and that. But these other things are just sometimes, like, for instance, the, the placement of acetone into milk in order to fool the protein count to get a higher value is just is notorious. And the question is, how do you even detect something like that if you're a distributor and you're buying from a, a, a trusted source? How, how do you know that that trusted source just flipped or that the shipment doesn't have that in there? That's a, that's a real good question, and that's something where Consumer goods and, and manufacturers need to follow, at least to some degree, what um, high-end manufacturers have been doing in the way of training and awareness programs within their supply chain or their purchasing groups. Okay, Jim. Uh, we need to take a short break for radio identification, and uh, we'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver? Then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to securecomponents.com and tell us what you need today. 
Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rel integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit Lansdale.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Concord Components Incorporated is a trusted supply chain partner to major manufacturers and the U.S. government. We stock a wide range of products, including semiconductors, connectors, passive and electromechanical components. Concord provides a much broader range of products, as well as obsolete, hard-to-find, and long-lead-time items. In addition to our inventory, we offer total bill-of-material solutions through our global sources and procurement services. For more information about Concord Components, visit ConcordComponents.com. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Goods, a Bargain or a Costly Mistake. The production and sale of counterfeit goods is a global multi-billion dollar problem and one that has serious economic and health ramifications for governments, businesses, and consumers. It is, in fact, the consumer aspect of this that drives uh, myself, if you will, and the folks that are 
involved in the um, Avoid Counterfeits Coalition and the Hazardous Substance Safe uh, Coalitions, working together to establish supply chain controls, helping consumers have uh, fairly straightforward, easy access to what is, in fact, uh, being done in the world on a regular basis. The Centers of Excellence, the websites that we're putting together intended to help uh, folks be able to detect what uh, or to identify, if you will, the good players, the good corporate citizens, uh, the good retail outlets from those that uh, are potentially doing the wrong things. You've heard us talk recently about lumber liquidators and the hazardous substance of uh, formaldehyde in their products. Uh, that's still an ongoing situation. I haven't checked on it this week, but I know that the uh, the folks at lumber liquidators are in fact suggesting that they don't really have a problem, whereas in the 60-minute program, it appeared that they in fact did have uh, what one could call a fairly significant problem. Uh, we have in fact had issues with uh, drywall, for instance, that also had formaldehyde in it, as well as over the years we've had games, uh, toys, things that have come to us in the retail markets, uh, only to find out later that it's perhaps not as safe for our uh, families, our loved ones, and our children, particularly for toys. Just before the break, uh, my guest, Jim Johnson. Sorry to leave you hanging there, Jim. Are you still with me? We are here. I am here. Oh, good. I'm sorry. I, I sometimes get carried away with myself when I'm talking about this stuff, as you well know. Well, no, I'm glad you brought up the website anyways, Dan. It was, uh, that, 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 to me, I think, if, you know, to answer the question prior to the break is really the right way to do it, and that's the education process. And it is. Uh, you and I have talked about this. Uh, I've kind of picked your brain a number of times for things that we could be doing. Uh, I encourage, in fact, all the listeners, uh, our audience overall, uh, between social media and uh, email, uh, just about any way possible, reach out to me and, and share with me your, your thoughts, uh, your concerns, what you'd like to see. Jim was talking about, uh, just before the break, and come back to that, Jim, you were talking about the supply chain and those suppliers that are what we call trusted sources, and there are a lot of them out there. Uh, there are a number of, of really trusted sources, but even the trusted sources have uh, run afoul of counterfeiting, not particularly because of something they did, but more specifically something they did not do. Uh, and this has to do specifically with uh, whenever they take returns, Many manufacturers do wind up having some amount of material returned in, at different periods of time for various reasons. And what they get back isn't, in fact, what they originally sold to the customer. This happens more in distribution, which is where, uh, Jim, you and I have spent a lot of time where we get something through what we consider a trusted or an authentic, uh, not authentic, but a, a franchise distributor. And then 
wonder why it either doesn't work right or now with the new modern age, we actually are finding ourselves with uh, counterfeit material or another form of counterfeit is hazardous substance uh, that is actually older material that was left in the supply chain sold somewhere along the way as a hazardous substance free or a uh, lead free product only to find out that it actually does have uh, lead in it when it shouldn't have. So I'm, I'm kind of curious at this point, you've done some work with some companies in Silicon Valley related to trying to establish a, an educational process, a learning process, a reliability process. Uh, perhaps you could talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I probably could. Um, <laughs> so the question is, will uh, I'll you? Try, I'll try to keep that one uh, down to uh, three minutes or less as well. I, okay. It, the, the concept of the concept that you, you speak of in terms of your website and the certification bodies, and and essentially getting everybody on the same page from the top down is the first step, as you know, of any standard. And and the World Trade Organization and your work flying 300,000 miles a year has done an amazing job in sort of pulling all the, the cleats together. And uh, when we talk about the standards, that's one thing. Now we, have to, now we have to get those to the implementation. That's a completely different process because uh, consumer distributors and, and uh, retailers and that, you know, essentially feel like they've got things under control. They, they often feel that it's not even their responsibility so long as that their supply base and that they're doing their job in their supply base, but really it is. And I think that that's going to, as, as populations increase and the economies continue in the direction they're going, we're going to see this only get worse. So implementation is everything. And when we, when we talk about implementation, the first thing we have to talk about is W. Edwards Deming, who gave us the, the basic understanding that, you know, you, you've got to plan it, it's a four-step, almost a circular process where you just keep over and over and over again, where you plan, you know, bring in the standards. The management of uh, Kmart well, would and should have an initiative and a procedure or at least a policy uh, very much like a emergency disaster recovery policy. In other words, what is the policy that they are going to implement during their training. So in that plan, they would they would define how do they how do they do that throughout the process throughout their process. You know, once you plan it, you start doing it, and you find out that hey, you know, you either can't meet the plan or the or you can't meet the training of the plan. You that's a different thing. You assess yourself, and you as you know, uh, internal assessment is one of the key elements of, of uh, ensuring success because you feed back in a continuous improvement mode. So you, you plan it, you implement it, you assess it, and then you act. You, you essentially take action once you discover counterfeits or you discover leaks or holes or, or uh, negligent management or whatever the root cause might be in your discovery. You've got to act on it. And uh, if you continue in that, in that way, policies are starting to uh, become more aware of what the products are that should be targeted and then what they ought to be doing uh, in the area of, of um, watching for such things. Sometimes packaging 
uh, employees can look at the packaging that is a little bit different and bring it to their attention. So uh, that, I hope that helps. Yeah, I believe it does, Jim. And you, you've kind of triggered a couple of thoughts as you were talking and uh, perhaps uh, coming, coming back at this a little bit differently. I've recently been looking at social media, been looking at it a lot. My producer, uh, one of the things we do as talk show hosts is listen to producers, uh, our production engineers and all those folks, and they try and encourage us to do some homework and investigation and you know, make sure that we're, we're on top of modern activities, uh, communications, and so forth. So in our search for what's going on in counterfeits and hazardous substances, looking at social media, it is very interesting to note that social media exchange of information at the individual level, if you will, the tweeter or uh, the consumer, I'll call him a consumer, typically is 100 or, or maybe 200 people that are actually talking about either counterfeits or hazardous substances. Now, that changes a little bit when 60 Minutes does a 15-minute a segment on Sunday night. But for the most part, it's a relatively few number of folks. On the other hand, if I go look at some industry members that have uh, the Twitter accounts and use social media to market themselves, there's tens of thousands of followers on those. There's all kinds of comments, but it's primarily driven by industry telling folks how good they are and what great things they're doing uh, socially to mitigate the counterfeiting activities. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, the counterfeiters aren't doing that. They're not out on social media promoting themselves per se. Uh, what we're starting to see is that the counterfeiters and those that are selling hazardous substances are simply out there with websites trying to sell things, whereas the corporate, uh, the good corporate citizens are actually out trying to educate a few people by way of helping them understand that they are doing good things. Uh, it becomes interesting when you think of it that way and when you start looking at what's being done. And it also brings up a, a point of curiosity for me. Do, do we as consumers actually believe that it's a non-problem? Well, you know, uh, how long have we been talking about becoming free of oil? And um, do we have an oil problem? So I think that if, if problems were brought home, and I think to begin, to begin response to what you had just stated, you, you really focused back on the consumer. You said, you know, we have, the, we have propensities of companies to want to do the right thing. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. We're building uh, assessments within them. And um, I think that consumer awareness and when it starts to strike home, uh, I feel like the, no the noise that I've heard on the air from even uh, fraud, I mean, heck, uh, a friend of mine and I just went down to an outlet group and uh, 
bought a couple of things, and the next day we're getting a call from the credit card company that the number is trying to be used in uh, a country offshore. And I think that when these things start happening, people are going to start asking themselves, what is my personal threat assessment? What? I, I mean, I understand. I, I, I listen to the news. I hear that, you know, maybe uh, Korea can, you know, reach us or this or that. Uh, the threat assessments are on a, on a group basis, but, the, but, but what is my personal threat assessment? If I'm shopping in this location or if I'm buying these products and if I'm doing this, I'm trying to do the right thing, what is my threat assessment? How, how can I, you know, and there's just no way a consumer can reach that point. But I, I think that one of the things that you're doing, especially in, in, in your development of these assessments and actions thereof, is to help consumers understand, uh, go to the website and say, hey, I want to check this product real quick, and, and I want to know if there's been some reports on uh, counterfeit. Now, I think that social media has moved countries, as we've seen with the, uh, uh, the media spring, and, and I think that when suddenly you get a population that says, you know, I'm at personal threat right now and this thing's only going to grow. I have to do something about it. Well, they're not going to join Homeland Security necessarily, but they can certainly tap into Homeland Security and learn everything that they have done with and, and that through the good work that you've been doing. I, you. You, you challenge me to challenge others with, with what you're saying, Jim, because... Honestly, I would love to get input or feedback uh, through uh, social media or, or emails, Twitter account, LinkedIn account. I, I would love to know how many people out there know somebody or know of somebody that has autism, Asperger's, cancer. I mean, those, those are the three top ones that come to mind when it comes to hazardous substance. And when we don't think of it this way, when we think about that $5 pair of glasses that have a brand name on them that normally sell for $150, or you think about that Gucci purse that you bought for $75 instead of $1,000, how many of you listening today actually know somebody or a family member that has had one of the more serious results uh, of the the um, effects of counterfeiting, which is also hazardous substance or hazardous substance, which can also be tied into counterfeiting. Uh, once again, I'm going to take a quick break here. Think about that question a bit. When we come back, we'll explore a little bit more. Jim and I will be talking about it. Uh, this is Stan Salat, people to people working together for your safety. We'll be right back after this station identification. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rail integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit Lansdale.com. 
Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. C-Trends utilizes provenance marking technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trends for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets, challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace, defense, and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Hello and welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Goods, a Bargain or a Costly Mistake. It's our third and final segment for today's show. Time certainly flies by when you're you're having fun and having interesting discussions. Uh, Jim Johnson's with me, my guest today. Jim? Thanks, Dan. And uh, I was pondering, uh, as with your audience, the uh, question you asked before the break. 
And I, I think, it, uh, if I may uh, rephrase, it is essentially asking, you know, how do we get people to care enough to monitor or watch or do something about? And uh, that's pretty hard because there's a lot of noise out there in every direction, and, and everybody is already at, uh, at peak uh, capacity, generally speaking. So uh, how do you make it easy, perhaps, is the easiest thing. And, and, the, and the real question is... I, I'm not sure the question needs to be asked, do they care, because I would almost guarantee that everybody I've talked to in that do care. I, with the experience in the cell phone industry and and, uh, truth and labeling, the uh, question about whether or not cell phones uh, have um, uh, health or safety effects is a question that's posed by many people. And what you find is how much can they care and what can they do about it. And so I think... Um, risk analysis is something that most people perhaps ha- don't use in their own personal life, but maybe they do it on a regular basis without thinking about it. But it is something to understand, uh, and risk mitigation is, is essentially understanding what those points are once you've done some sort of a review of your purchasing habits and your awareness of counterfeit. Um, you can you can then mitigate it, and and this is really what your goal is, and with with your coalitions is to make people proactive. So, perhaps perhaps we can do something uh, on your website uh, where you know where you have labeled it's not a game, and uh, we can put uh, some simple rules or, or hints uh, on you know just what are the you know, five things to watch out for. So I, I don't want to commit your resources, Stan, but I, I certainly think that uh, there, if you had something like that, that the people who are listening and who will share this with others will actually go and start to put that into their thought process and their typical uh, home uh, management. You know, that, that's interesting because, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Jim, because... I, I try often to uh, to watch the uh, Tonight Show, uh, Jimmy Fallon and his group. And as you well know, when Jimmy Fallon talks, everybody listens. Social media <laughs> absolutely goes crazy. Maybe we can get maybe we can get Jimmy Fallon to mention the website. And you know, my my desire would be for the whole world to help me build that website in such a way that it had value for everybody that looked at it. Uh, so, like you've just done, sharing an idea, we'll look at how we can put that in there. But, you know, I have to believe that we all subconsciously are concerned about our health. And if we stop and think about what is going on, I mean, anytime you go out and do something and you see somebody, I, th- this is one of the trainings of many years ago where somebody uh, talked about how do you market, how do you publicize, how do you get people to pay attention and take action. And one of them was the, uh, a blind person standing on a corner with a sign that said, please help me. And the, ins- the professor, the instructor that was teaching this course said that you know, somebody else came by, crossed, took the sign from him, crossed it all out, and put a, a simple statement on it that said, if I'm correct, it said, this could be you. And that was the sign. 
And as a result of that simple change, the gentleman or the lady, whatever, whoever it was, uh, reaped the benefit by simply challenging people to pay attention and to realize that all of this could be them. It could be their family members that suffer from uh, the counterfeiting activities. And I guess it, at this juncture, it would be very timely to remind everybody listening today that one of the major um, promotions, if you will, or one of the, the major activities of the UN has been to get people to understand that counterfeiting has become the number one source of revenue for terrorists. And every time yeah, we that's, buy uh, something... That, that, I'm glad you brought that up, Stan, because uh, that, that was one of the uh, key points of the Office of Drug and Crime with the UN, is that... And, and I have asked people, have you ever bought a fake? And um, they had said yes. And I said, would you buy that fake if you knew that you were financing uh, terrorism? And they said, absolutely not. And so that's a very big point. But I, I have to just say one more thing before the time is up, and that is uh, uh, with uh, the Phelan comment. Uh, I just can't get this out of my mind, the headlines. Phelan fights fakes. Ah yes, <laughs> that's that. Maybe maybe we need to find somebody him. that I knows can... somebody that will ju- will uh, call Jimmy Fallon and uh, you know I don't care if it's for our website or our mission, but you know if if anybody out there knows how to uh, actually spur the uh, the social media activity to get to get the uh, trend started, I mean that's what this is all about. Um, and I we, can see him coming up. I can see him coming up with a trench coat, opening up his trench coat and saying, "Hey, would you like to buy a watch?" <laughs> um, I can see him doing that with a hat and in uh, dark glasses as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> By the way, get, just uh, before we go. Just to be informative, uh, uh, nine. I'd like to just run by within thirty seconds. Just the nine. Go ahead. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so the the ninth uh, most uh, uh, seized goods and counterfeits is the optical media. That you know that entails all of your games and your DVDs and CDs and things like that. Then you end up with uh, labeled tags. Those are the uh, Gucci's and the trademarks and logos that uh, everybody goes for. Your next item, number seven, is computers and accessories, and probably you'd need to be an IT. Uh, director to understand how to uh, counterfeit and get to those things. The fifth is pharmaceuticals, personal care items. Uh, and I happen to have a friend who said they would love to go to the website and check a product to see if it has any lead or any uh, toxic materials inside it when it comes to lipstick and cosmetics. Uh, then number four is wearing apparel and accessories. Number three is consumer electronic parts. Uh, you know, um, music and cameras and that type of thing. And then there's number two is watches and jewelry. And handbags and wallets are still number one, uh, yep. as, as the final report stated. And handbags and wallets are things that people have in their hands every day, all day long. And uh, if they're counterfeit, they're probably also hazardous substance. 
uh, which is the the other aspect of everything we talk about because one is leads to the other all the time. Jim, I really do appreciate as uh, unfortunately we're at that time where the show's coming to an end. Uh, but I absolutely appreciate you joining me today and uh, look forward to doing this again soon. It's always a pleasure, Stan. I appreciate it very much, and I wish your audience and yourself a good afternoon. Thank you. Well, here we are again at the end of the uh, show. I'd like to once again thank my sponsors, uh, the Platinum Sponsors, BQPM at bqpm.com, Secure Components at securecomponents.com, as well as Supply Ctrends, uh, rather, your supply chain specialist at ctrends.com, uh, Independent Distributor at Concord Components at concordcomponents.com, and our great friends down in Australia, the uh, good folks at the Aging Aircraft and Sustainment Conference Group down in Brisbane, uh, Australia. And if you uh, want to partake in that, uh, they have a, a show, a conference every year. I believe it's in the July time frame. And if you need information, by all means, visit agingaircraft.com.au. You can get that information and uh, perhaps make Australia your summer vacation this year. Um, let's see. As we talk, as we wrap up the uh, show today, counterfeit goods, a bargain or costly mistake. That's been our show today. We've been talking about that. This is a mission of the UN uh, ODC. The United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, uh, the topic of our discussion today. If you have questions, if you uh, agree or disagree, if you want to make a comment, if you want to contribute to the website, please, by all means, send me a note. Uh, that would be at Stan. Send it to Stan at stansalot.com. Or you can use our Twitter account, which is at StanSalotJR. If you really want to reach out and do something, send Jimmy Fallon a note and say, Jimmy, uh, take up this issue that uh, Stan Salat's been promoting, this counterfeit and hazardous substance stuff. Uh, that would also go a long ways towards uh, perhaps uh, exposing what we're trying to accomplish here. Again, if you have any questions, uh, concerns about what we're doing, or want to contribute, reach out to us. Our websites now are Avoid Counterfeits, that's counterfeits with an S on the end, dot O-R-G, and Hazardous Substance Safe, dot O-R-G. Those are the uh, websites that we have. We're kind of expanding out, going after all products. We're no longer limited to just electronics and the electrotechnical field. And I'd like to thank our uh, sponsor. Uh, uh, yes, share our uh, folks that make the show possible. It's brought to you by our uh, our sponsors, by all means, as well as the good folks at uh, Voice America. Brandy Jackson, our general manager. Robert Cellino, our executive producer. Randy Jackman, our product our production manager, rather, and Jeffrey Gerstel is our director of host services. Show isn't possible without other people as well. Christina Clark, people to people administration coordinator, and Yulia Coach, branding and people to people production manager. Uh, 
Thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Salat, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week.